Welcome to Tackle Talk Live, a show dedicated to making you a better angler. Your hosts, B&M General Manager Kevin Jean and Daiwa Ranger Pro Staffer Steve Graff will keep you up to date on what's happening on the best lakes in the Arklatex region. With a primary focus on Sam Rayburn and Toledo Bim, two guys who have fished at a high level with Pro-Am experience with ABA, BFLs, Toyota Series, and BASS Opens. Anglers with a wealth of knowledge and willing to share. So pull up a chair kick back and see why so many anglers watch tackle talk live here are your hosts kevin jean and steve graff welcome to tackle talk live i'm 13 fishing canis boats pro staffer steve graff along with b&m general manager kevin jean kevin hey man good to see you bud uh Hey, Sam Raven was pretty crowded last week in between the Brandon Belt and ABA Open Series and all your Bass Champ guys trying to scout. It was a crowded lake at Sam Raven last weekend. Yeah, and Steve, it's going to be like that for the rest of the month, probably the next three months on Sam Raven. You got a big tournament every single weekend. Um, you got guys practicing for upcoming tournaments. It's going to be absolutely nuts on, on Sam Raven. But, you know, Steve, uh, hats off to him. These guys that fished the Brandon Bell, especially the winners, um, it was a tough tournament. Wind was howling. Yep. Yes, it was a trailing tournament, Steve. But, I mean, to to catch the fish that these guys caught, not just the winners, on top ten, um, under those conditions is remarkable job. I mean, uh, they did an absolutely uh, great job. And, you know, it changed every day. Wind direction, wind blew, wind didn't blow. I mean, hats off to these guys. They caught them under brutal conditions. Yeah, I know. I was over there pre-fishing a little bit Thursday afternoon before I had a, a physical situation that, that made me have to come home. Uh, I ain't going back Saturday morning and fishing the ABA Open, but uh, I think the wind was out of the northwest on Thursday, about 20 to 25. It was, it was howling, and I felt sorry for those guys that, of course, they got to trailer, and that makes a big difference in those kind of events when you can trailer instead of running from Humphreys Pavilion all the way up to the 103, uh, 147 bridge. That, that's a long haul and some rough water, but they got lucky on the trailering part and didn't have to do that. But uh, it still made for getting around on the lake a lot more difficult. And then by Saturday, the winds switched, uh, did a 180, went from the southwest, northwest to the southeast. And it just, and the fish bite was just totally different. And uh, uh, every day was really different. And that's what we're going to get to today. As you've already alluded to, tell me off the air that, that the guys caught them three different ways on three different days. Well, that makes sense yeah. to me because of the wind changing on them. That probably played a big factor in how the fish were setting up. It did. We're going to hold in Ashworth as our guest today. 73-84 over three days, Steve. Uh, and caught, I think, 20, 24, 26 on the last day. I forget what the, the yeah. third day weight was, but. Blew the field out of the water, ended up winning by nine pounds, give or take. And um, Holden's going to break down kind of how they caught them, how they caught them day one, how they caught them day two, how, to, how they caught them day three. Uh, it's going to be really interesting, too, Steve, to see what we get out of him. I don't want to pry too much. Number one, he's fishing bass champs this weekend. Number two, I'm fishing bass champs this weekend, so I don't want to – uh, jump into too much with him. I, I I hate for him to give up something that he doesn't feel comfortable giving up. Being that Fast Champs yeah. is this weekend, uh, but he's he's agreed to come on to the show and kind of talk about it with us. So I look forward to getting him on the phone. 
Yeah, and we're going to visit with uh, uh, Holden here in just a minute. Now, again, it's a Brandon Belt was the three-day event. We'll go over that. We're going to go over the ABA final standings from the Southeast Texas Open Series. Uh, we'll also talk about the return of Hydrilla on Toledo Bend and upcoming events. A lot of guys are excited, Kevin. The Hydrilla is back at Toledo, and I mean, there's some really excitement going on at Toledo Bend. I think the fishing this spring could be really good at Toledo Bend as we get ready for the spring season. Oh, it could be. It's Steve, it's really good fishing right now. I yeah. mean, I, I hate there's no big tournaments in January. We got some big tournaments coming up in February, though. Bass yeah. Champs, BFL, the first weekend in February. Bass Champs, second weekend in February. Um, Toledo Bend will show out those first two uh, first two weekends in February. Mark my words on that. We got lake level reports coming to you here in just a little bit as well, guys. So you'll kind of know what's going on. Is the lake rising? Are they falling? Toledo Bend, Sam Rayburn, we'll talk about those two as that's where most of the things that are going on right now are taking place. Uh, we're going to take a short break. When we return, we're going to have, again, the winning member of the team of the Brandon Belt Tournament held on Rayburn last Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. You're watching Tackle Talk Live. Toledo Health is a full-service primary and acute care clinic. Nurse practitioners Jarrett Rule and Melissa Vines bring quality health care that's needed and convenient to the area. Whether it's a stomach virus or a hook in your hand, Toledo Healthcare will try and meet all your health care needs. Appointments available and walk-ins are always welcome. So the next time you're feeling down at Toledo Bend, stop by Toledo Healthcare. Located on Highway 6, just south of Toledo Town, or you can call 318-508-5323. For all your boating needs, check out Shreveport's newest marine dealer, The Boat Shop. Raymond Kidd and his great staff will take care of all your engine repair needs or anything else that needs fixing. A certified Yamaha Mercury dealer, they carry two of the best fishing boats on the market from Sea Ark and Camus. The Boat Shop is never short on trade-ins as they're always willing and able to make you the best deal possible. Looking for great boat accessories? They're a full support garment and Minn Kota dealer. So the next time you're in the market for a new or used boat or maybe you just need to service the boat you have let the boat shop fix you up to learn more call 318-402-0399 or go to shreveportboatshop.com the next time you're on I-49, just south of Natchitoches, Louisiana, stop by Cypress Knee Outdoors. A store within a store, Cypress Knee is located inside 3J's 4-Way. Whether you need gas, food, or drinks, they have it. While you're there, check out Cypress Knee Outdoors and pick up whatever hunting or fishing tackle you need. Top name brands like Strike King, Santones, Pro, or the number one soft plastics made, VM. On the hunting side, they carry guns from Mossberg, Winchester, and Remington. Plus, they've got a great supply of ammunition. Let John Abram and his staff show you everything Cypress Knee has to offer. Located just one mile east of 127 on I-49 or call 318-238-HUNT. You're watching Tackle Talk Live, a show dedicated to making you a better angler. Now back to the guys with all the inside scoop, Kevin Jean and Steve Graff. You're watching Tackle Talk Live. We appreciate you tuning us in today. This segment presented by Toledo Health, the boat shop, and 3J's four-way home of Cypress and the outdoors. Thank you, John Abraham and the gang over there. Uh, on the Tackle Talk hotline, we've got uh, one of the members of the winning team of the Brandon Belt Tournament, uh, which was Michael F uh, Fesco and Holden Ashworth. Holden is on the phone with us right now. 
holding y'all had 73.84. I figured up and did a little math on this. For three days, y'all averaged 24.61 pounds per day. And it took, uh, which overall, just to make the top 20 cut for the final day, it took 33.10. But holding y'all's 24.61 per day, Dude, I mean, that's just incredible. I don't care what body of water. Yeah, it's Sam Ray, but that's, that's still that's Let's incredible. break that down, Steve. Let's break that down. So on day one, wind was blowing like 80. They had 23 pounds. Day two, wind was blowing about 60. They had 23 pounds. And day three, the final day, wind let up a little bit. They had 26 pounds. Yes. Over three days. Yes, that's sir. hard to do. Holden thanks, for, Holden, thanks for being on with us, man. You hear us okay? Yes, sir. I can hear y'all pretty good. And me and you were talking. Me and you were talking earlier uh, off the off the air, of course. And man, before we even get into the tournament, I want to talk practice. Um, did you? How did practice go to you, for you guys um, coming into the tournament? How was y'all feeling from your practice? Just kind of break that down for us. Man, during practice, we went just looking for shallower stuff. You know, drains leading into good spawning areas because with this cold weather back and forth, I figured they didn't know what to do. I figured they were kind of wanting to pull up and stay up there and kind of look around, but we were just kind of keying in on that. And we found some decent fish, but I didn't think we was on what we was on until the first day of the tournament. I mean, we were throwing an A-rig in the backs of drains and caught some pretty dang good fish i i figured we'd get 15 16 pounds a day but doing what we did was really blew me away now Alden, what was the depth of these drains y'all were throwing are they 10 foot five foot what what what, what, we, what are y'all looking at there yes sir we was kind of looking at like five to seven kind of right where the grass starts was where mm-hmm. the fish were holding up and Every time you'd get into like a back of just a little bitty drain, they would eat it. Mm. Now, Holden, I know y'all most likely gonna fish champs this weekend. Anything we ask that you don't feel like uh, you want to give up, or you know, it's too soon to say. Just, just tell us, hey guys, I don't feel like giving up that information. So, anything we ask, you don't want to give up the information to. Don't feel like you need to. We're just, we're just trying to. Uh, have a good show here and kind of give everybody an idea on what the fish are doing on Sam Rayburn. So take us through day one. You you had 23, you caught them on the A-rig over the top of grass on day one. Did it did it happen quick? Did it take all day long to catch them 23 pounds? Yes, sir. Well, it went really uh it was just knocking one here and there for the better fish. We was catching fish all day long, but it, to get like the four plus pounders, it was just Every now and again, you'd hook one. We probably caught 20, 20 fish on day one. But day two came around, and we went into the same deal, trying to catch the fish the same way. But they moved. They winded up coming out in the drains, and they were suspending. So I was able to catch one a jerk bait. Using your front forward-facing sonar? Yes, sir. We got the uh, mega live, and that's what we were catching them on. With that jerk bait, you was watching them eat it. Yeah, you would watch them eat it. I mean, they. Yeah. We only caught five fish that day. They would follow it, but a bunch of them wouldn't do it. There was a lot more fish out there, but 
the five to eight, it was the right ones for sure. So holding on, all three days were y'all, and did, did you stay shallow the whole time? Was grass a part of all three days of your bike? Every day was different, really. The first day they were in the backs of the drains. The second day they was kind of out in the, they was out in the kind of the mouth of it, and and ten foot just suspended in five. And then the last day, we went totally opposite side. The first two days, we were above the bridge. And the last day, we went below the bridge on a brush pile. And that's where we actually caught the fish on the final day. Now, on day three, y'all had 26 pounds. What what place was y'all in going into day three? Y'all was leading uh, it, I believe right? we were, Yes, sir, we were leading it. Okay. So you're leading it going into day three. And I heard... 11 o'clock, y'all did not have a fish on day three. It was probably closer to 12 before we actually pulled up on the brush pile and started catching them. But first cast on that brush pile caught one that was about five something on a jig. And that just really eased us in the right direction. And we just kept catching them off that brush pile. Did, I mean, did you catch, you sit there and catch all five off that one brush pile? Yes, sir. We caught five fish off that brush pile, and they were just the right ones. <laughs> yeah, Kevin, I'm I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the standings here. They had basically a six pound lead going into the final day. Uh, y'all had to be kind of a uh, uh, y'all still there? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, y'all had to be kind of in panic mode a little bit, you know, trying to wonder what the heck's going on. Oh Lord, it it was really bad. Uh, we was we had that poor camera guy in the boat, and he he called the my partner No Fish there for a minute. That was his nickname was No Fish. So we wasn't looking all that good until <laughs> finally, whenever that camera guy got out of the boat, we didn't know what to do. We just started running brush piles, and the first one we pulled up on that evening was had the fish in. Well, that that's that's a little unheard of that I know of holding catching five that size out of one pile. A yeah. lot of guys can do it, catch two here, catch two there, but to catch five that size out of one pile is is that's a special pile for sure. Did it all once you caught that five? Did it happen real quick, or did y'all sit on that brush pile the rest of the day and catch them? It happened in about an hour. It'd be kind of like a bite here and there we get two fish it shut off we catch two more and then finally we caught one more hold on would you be willing to give away the gps coordinates for that brush pile <laughs> uh negative brush pile was it was just in the location of where i thought fish would move back if they wanted to go shallow and then it, it was just a good place brush pile, and I think the fish just that night pulled out of this area and just staged on it. Did y'all find that brush pile, or you went to that brush pile and y'all because y'all found it in practice or found some in it, or did y'all just happen to find it during the day? Well, I remembered seeing it like last year about this time in my high school tournament. And we were in such a bind, I was, we were just trying to scratch up anything that might have fish on it that we'd done good on in the past. And 
we were passing the area and I said, well, we might as well stop here and check this brush pile out. And it, this tournament really, it was just like, you hear the pros and everybody saying it was meant to be, this tournament here was just meant to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got one other technical question for you. Water temperature on the first two days being in the back of these drains, did that play a factor to where you're in the warmest water that you, was it the warmest pocket you found or was that where you found the majority of the fish or, or did water temp really not play a role? You know, I think the really cold front came in, what was it, the second day? It cooled down and... I think that was why the fish pulled out and suspended rather than stayed up there. But the mm -hmm. water was a little bit warmer. But I really, I really don't know to be honest with you. Yeah. Now hold, hold on a minute here. Twenty six pounds. You caught a five. What was y'all's big fish? Our big fish was a six twenty, I believe. Six twenty to six fifty. I really, we didn't weigh her, but. So you had all five and six pounders. Yes, sir. It was all fives and six. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's just, a special that's, brush pile, brother. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. I'd hold on to that one. So hold yeah, 18 well, years old. Man, had, uh, 18 years old. You just won a hundred grand. You're splitting it. I'm assuming your half is 50 grand. What you going to do with this money at 18 years old? You know, I just, uh, I did good in the high school fishing and everything too. I've just been saving everything. I just won a boat actually in saltwater fishing. Uh, a speckled really? trout in the Star CCA tournament, yes sir. I've just no, been saving everything. Really? You caught a tag fish? No, I caught a seven fifteen speckled trout that wound up winning overall. Wow. That's pretty cool. Huh. Yes, sir. So your high school, what, what high school are you fishing for? Well, I was fishing for Evadale. And He's where's that out? now, Steve. Yeah, where's that out of? Right down there by Beaumont. Okay, okay. So you've got a little salt water in your blood. You got a little salt water in your blood as well as fresh water. So did that come from your upbringing with your dad? Did he introduce you to salt water? Yes, sir. Me and my dad, uh, we used to fish salt water a ton. Just would go out speckled trout fishing just to get, just to eat fish, you know. And uh, mm -hmm. when high school tournament started coming on, we started bass fishing. Me and my dad were up here every weekend just fishing for these high school tournaments. And I wound up doing pretty good in that. And, yeah, it was just delusional. No, you're there. Oh, we're still here. So your dad, so your dad was probably your biggest influence when it comes to your fishing. Oh yes, sir, for sure. My dad, I mean, he he does everything with me. I mean, we, me and him would always go fishing. He lets me bring his boat up here all the time and just go look for fish for tournaments. And yeah, my dad's the whole reason I'm able to do any of this. So is that big, your goal? Thank you is, your, is your goal to be a professional angler? Is that your goal? Man, I was thinking about going college fishing and going that route, but I don't know. I mean, if something came up, I would definitely go for it, but I ain't. I don't really have the money to go 
start fishing all them tournaments and everything, to, like the opens and stuff, to go you that route. Take everybody's money at Sam Rayburn, Steve. Yeah, well, he, he got money now. He got fifty grand. <laughs> <laughs> Heck, that ain't enough that's to a, do it good now. Start. Yeah, uh, that's a good start. Yeah, that's a good is. start, Bolden, for sure. Look, man, congratulations. Tell your partner, Michael. We said congratulations as well. Good luck this weekend in Bass Champs, and, and hope you guys continue the success. Yes, sir. Thank y'all for having me on. All right. Holden Ashworth, part of the winning team between him and uh, Michael Fesco. Like, uh, again, at 73-84 for three days, and uh, congratulations to those guys. Uh, we're going to take another quick break, and then uh, we're going to go over more events that are coming up at Sam Rayburn and a couple on Toledo Bend, and uh, when we return with more Tackle Talk Live. Are you looking for the finest custom-built rods ever made? Then look no further than Pride Rods. Fishing rods built to last and made in Montgomery, Texas. Constructed by Mr. Billy Kistler with the finest Gary Loomis North Fork composite blanks available. They offer a complete line of both spinning and casting rods for both fresh and salt water. Pride Rods do more than pass the eye test. They excel in performance as well. Ask your local tackle dealer if they carry Pride Rods and pick one up and try it for yourself. You'll see why so many anglers are using Pride Rods. To learn more, go to PrideRods.com or call 832-418-6040. The next time you're headed for Toledo Bend or Sam Rayburn, stop by Keith's Toledo Bend Tackle. They have an awesome supply of everything you'll need to catch the big ones. Whether your trip calls for bass fishing, white perch tackle, catfish bait, or the ultimate fighting shiners, Keith's Tackle has you covered. Keith and former Elite Series pro Ben Matsubu also have the latest information on what, how, and where you need to be fishing on Sam Rayburn or the Ben. So for all your tackle needs, check out Keith's Toledo Bend Tackle located just off Highway 21 on the Texas side of Toledo Bend or call 409-625-0181. The Lakes Insurance Agency is an independent insurance agency that has been taking care of Texans insurance needs for over 25 years, offering auto, homeowners, boat, RV, life, health, and commercial insurance. Owner Clark Moore is a local guide and tournament angler who understands your insurance needs and wants to be your go-to guy for all your insurance needs. For a free quote, give him a call and see why so many Texans trust the Lake Insurance Agency. Located at 805 Southeast Stalling Suite 3, Nacogdoches, Texas, or or call 936-205-4467. You're watching Tackle Talk Live, a show dedicated to making you a better angler. Now back to the guys with all the inside scoop, Kevin Jean and Steve Graff. You're watching Tackle Talk Live, this segment presented by Pride Rods, Keith Toledo Bend's Tackle, and the Lakes Insurance of Nacogdoches, Texas, two locations, one in Nacogdoches and the other one in Broadus, Texas, right there on the banks of Sam Rayburn Reservoir. And uh, so if you're looking for some insurance, hey, go see those guys. They'll take care of you. Whether you got a new boat, new truck, whatever, they can cover you. And uh, maybe you got a new camp over there. A lot of guys building houses, Kevin, over there at Sam Rayburn, building these nice camps. And a lot of construction, I've noticed, going on at Rayburn. When I was over there this past week, I'm talking all the way from Rayburn Country, which has now been bought out by another company. It's now called Rayburn Resort. and uh, But they're getting ready to add another nine holes to their complex. So it's going to be a 27-hole championship-level golf course. 
And of course, the 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 restaurant's still first class. I mean, great food, uh, great dining there as well. Little free pub PR there for uh, the new Rayburn Resort. But anyway, a lot of construction going on at Rayburn. Kevin, a lot of activity over there right now. It's really growing, Steve. I mean, the last four or five years that the lake has had, and the amount of people the lake has brought in, uh, it's finally getting the growth over there. You know, as far as population and, and stores and different things. So it's good for Rayburn, good for everybody around there in that area, and I hope it continues to grow. Kevin's going to give us real quick the Brandon Belt results from uh, the final day here, and uh, I, the, the one thing I'll allude to, people have asked, what, what's, what's it, what did it take to make the top 20 cut for the final day? It took 33-10. Kevin, give us the, the overall standings. So first place again, Michael Fesco and Holden Ashworth had 73.84 pounds on their on that 15 fish three days. Uh, second place, Derek Mundy and Jason Bonds, 64.83. Third place, uh, John Isles and Brian Shook, 61 pounds even. Fourth place, Marshall Hughes and Cole Stewart had 59.18. And fifth place, Nick Abshire and Darren Taylor had 55.68. Yeah, and congratulations. Kevin, the one thing I didn't see, though, anywhere was the money breakdown. They didn't post any money breakdown anywhere I saw. What was first place? It was 100000 Do you know how yeah. far down they – you know how far down uh, they – I forget, Steve. I saw it somewhere, and I forget what that was. Uh, on a side note, Corey Rambo uh, – let's see. Corey – and Rusty Clark won Big Bass with a nine, nine eight or something like that. So they won a brand new uh, Bass Cat boat valued at like seventy five, eighty grand for a nine, uh, nine point eight, I believe. Wow! I'm telling yeah. you, this Brandon Belt deal, Kevin, is going to be big, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, it's going to be big. They do it right. Uh, they, I mean. I wasn't at the weigh-in, but all I've heard is good things. Um, and like I said, I, it, the, watching the weigh-in live went really, really good. Uh, I'm just I'm expecting big things from from them throughout. Yeah. Uh, real quick, we'll go over the ABA Open Series. It was tournament number one for the ABA Open Series Southeast Texas Division. And uh, there's two divisions now uh, in Texas. One is East Texas, another one is Southeast Texas. And all the Southeast Texas events are all on Sam Rayburn. The East Texas events tend to move around, I think, Lake of the Pines, uh, Texoma, uh, different places over there in the East Texas, Cedar Creek, some other ones. But uh, anyway, this was the Southeastern Division. Richard Wagon from Jasper, Texas, he had five fish that weighed 24-48. He had a 780 kicker. And then uh, for first place, and uh, Keelan Manuel from Sulphur, Louisiana, uh, had finished second with 1748. So uh, pretty good drop off. And, and I will say this from my perspective, the weights dropped off quick uh, on Saturday in this event. Uh, Aaron Freeman finished third from Montgomery, Texas. He had five fish for 1710. Uh, Steve Evans uh, finished fourth from Lufkin. He had 1528. Braxton Holinshed, a guy that does really well in these ABA events from League City, Texas. Uh, he had five fish to weigh 1228. Uh, sixth place was Robert Laird from Livingston, 1134. And uh, let's see, uh, there's another not popular name, James Larimore, who uh, actually fished the uh, Brandon Belt. Some of the guys that fished the Brandon Belt that didn't make it to the Saturday championship 
jumped into this event. James was one of those guys. James fishes ABA a lot, though. Uh, he finished eighth with 10.52. That gives you an idea. Again, the top 10, 10th place from Evans, Louisiana, was David uh, Beeson. Uh, he was he had 10.21 to make the top 10. So it, it was a tough event. Uh, there were some zeros. There was uh, several, a uh, bunch of two fish, three fish bags. Uh, I know a lot of guys. That, that I ran into a couple of Brandon Belt guys, and even though I'm in a tournament, I, I did try to stay. They were fishing for a lot more money than we were, and I. I tried. I actually avoided two areas because it was just getting hammered pretty good, and I left it alone. But uh, congratulations to Richard Wagon. And uh, so the next event for ABA's, uh, so, uh, the uh, one, not the 150, the uh, Open Series, uh, that, that event will take place. Let's see here. Uh, well, I know I've got it on here. Uh, March the 11th. March the 11th will be the uh, the next uh, ABA Open Series event. Uh, and before that, of course, you got the Solo 150 coming up at Sam Rayburn, March 17th and 18th. They'll open up at, at Sam Rayburn. That's a $600 per, uh, per event uh, deal. It's a two-day deal. Uh, a lot of guys will be fishing that. That's the Southwest Division of the Solo 150. And from what I'm hearing, Guys, the numbers are up. I'm expecting 100 plus in these events. We were averaging about uh, 60 to 70, uh, depending on where, what lake we were on. But opening up at Sam Rayburn, I look for the numbers to be over 100 uh, for this event, Kevin. No, definitely, definitely. You know, in the whole month of January, I mean, I know the next two weeks at Sam Rayburn is is full. Bass Champs next weekend, which we talked about. Then the 25th through the 27th is the Toyota Series. And the 28th Outlaw Team Series number one. So these fish are not going to get a break on Sam Rayburn, but it's fine. It can hold it. It's, it's held up in years past. Um, yeah. Excited, though, Steve, for Toledo Bend. I'm excited for the tournaments coming to Toledo Bend. Um, first weekend of BFL, second weekend Bass Champs. I think these guys are really going to be impressed with how good the lake is fishing. Yeah, February 4th is the Toledo Bend event uh, on, on uh, the Cowboy Division. It'll be out of uh, – I'm assuming at Cypress Bend, that's usually where they go out of. But then on March the 25th, it's also on Toledo Bend, but they're going out of Zawali, uh, which is the uh, – Kevin, I've drawn a blank. Poche tournament. No. Oh, no, the BFL. Uh, yeah. And Poche tournament's 25th also out of – out of. Uh, you're talking about San Miguel, the BFL. Thank you. Thank you. Drew a total uh, blank. <laughs> the Poche tournament's the 25th, and then the 26th, is the VNM terminal Toledo Bend this year? We're doing it on Toledo Bend, March 26th on Sunday. We've got a lot of stuff to release about that, and uh, we're gonna jump into that next week. We got some stuff going on VNM wise, Steve. We'll we'll talk about next week, and uh, I'm excited for things to come. Yeah, well, good deal. Uh, Kevin, one real quick question I got for you because I know you're a Toledo Bend hand, and and I uh, have grown up on that body of water, and you've you've grown up in the heyday when they had. A, Great hydrilla, and you've seen it when they didn't have hydrilla. With the hydrilla coming back strong on Toledo Bend, does, does that help the fishing? Does it spread anglers out, or does it concentrate anglers in those main grassy areas? Oh, it absolutely helps the fishing. There's no doubt about that. Um, it, it's according to, you know, how spread out through the lake the grass gets. And right now, it's pretty, I mean, it's spread out. It's not like days of old, but. We've got grass. Um, yeah. The thing that that does, Steve, is it 
it but before if you don't have grass you have your bank meters and then you have the deep guy um yeah. and a lot of times like this time of year right now in Toledo Bend the past two or three years we haven't had any grass so that that stacked everybody up out deep mostly everybody was fishing the same stuff to me when when Sam, when Toledo Bend gets grass you now have two types of fishermen you have your grass shallow water fishermen and you have your deep guys um and that allows the lake to split those fishermen up and that helps the, the lake tremendously so you're you're still saying that you don't necessarily have to be in grass to win a toledo bend event no no absolutely not because no. you know last year the last couple of years the north end of the lake has really kind of showed out so maybe now with the hydrilla especially back from the bridge south a lot of those guys will go back down that way and that north end could still be good again well, yes, uh, and I think I think I still think a lot of your tournaments are going to get worn out deep, especially off the forward-facing sonar stuff that's going on right now on Toledo right. Bend. But right. your more consistent bags will come out of that grass. Your consistent 15, 18, I'm going, I'm going to go put my head down and get a check bags will come yeah. out of that grass. Yeah. All right. Anything else? No, I think that does it for the week. Oh, uh, again, hats thing. off to Brandon Belt. Yeah, one yeah. more thing. Uh, lake levels. Raven right now is at 160.63. That's 3.7 feet, 3.77 feet low right now. It's had a 10-day rise, though, of 9.6 inches over the last 10 days. So Raven is actually kind of on the way up. Toledo mm -hmm. Bend, on the other hand, 168.6. It's 3.4 feet low. And in the last 10 days, it has lost 1.05 feet as they are generating every single day and they're generating hard from what I'm hearing. Yeah, they are. They are. And that's not a bad thing. As long as we don't go below 168, I don't want to see to even go below 168, but, but by generating that's leaving the, the late levels like it is, that's allowing that grass to continue to grow and stay where it's at. You put a lot of extra water on that grass right now. We all know that's what kills yeah. is put a lot of extra fresh water over the top of that grass, but thankfully they generated. Uh, I don't want them to continue generating and get below 168, uh, but I I'm glad they've generated this point and kept that water level down to let that grass continue to grow. Yeah, yeah, a well, good deal. Well, that's gonna wrap us up, folks. We thank you for tuning us in. Please check us out on our YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or our podcast. If you'd like to become a member of our sponsorship team, just please message us on our Facebook page and Kevin will make sure he sends out a detailed packet of all the information needed for you to become a member of our sponsorship team. So uh, for Kevin Jean, yours truly, Steve Graff, thanks for watching. We'll see you next week with more Tackle Talk Live.